Company presents Captain Midnight. Captain Midnight, brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, at this same time, by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. But first, here's a very important announcement for every fellow and girl listening in tonight. It's about the first of the big free presents that Captain Midnight is going to give to every full-fledged member of his new 1940 flight patrol. Now, I don't mean the official junior pilot application card with the mysterious code words on the back. And I don't mean the burnished bronze medal of membership with the three-blade spinning propeller and the secret password. Both of these are free, too, of course. But now I'm talking about a special free present that Captain Midnight is going to give besides these other things I've already told you about. What it's going to be, I can't tell you now, but I will say this much. It's one of the most strange and fascinating things you've ever seen anywhere. You swear it's actually alive. But enough of that. The important thing right now is this. You must be a member of the flight patrol before you can get this free present I'm talking about. So what you want to do now is be sure you have joined the new 1940 flight patrol so you'll have your official junior pilot's application card and your spinning propeller medal of membership to prove you're a full-fledged member. Then you know you'll be entitled to take part in the big adventure with Chuck Ramsey and Patsy Donovan and also get that exciting free present that will be announced real soon now for every member. So if you haven't already joined, remember, here's all you do. You don't need a single penny. No box tops, no seals, not even a penny for a stamp. You just stop at your Skelly service station the next time you're out in the family car and tell your Skelly man you want to join the new 1940 flight patrol. He'll give you your junior pilot's card right away and see to it that you get your spinning propeller medal just as soon as possible. And he'll put your name on the list for the next free present that Captain Midnight is getting ready right now to offer you over the air on this program. But remember, it'll be for members only. So join up at your Skelly service station tonight. And now to Captain Midnight. Yesterday, you remember, Captain Midnight and Chuck finally succeeded in locating Patsy and Ma Donovan after they escaped from the cabin. On guard in the darkness nearby are Pinky Drake and Slim Poole. Captain Midnight had just decided to take their prisoner, the pilot Zollinger, to a new hiding place in the mountains when Ma Donovan suddenly screamed that the supposedly injured man was escaping. Our scene today takes up the chase as Pinky's voice is heard in the distance. How he is, Slim! Brother, I can't see very good in the dark. Quick, Pinky, over to your left. By the great grizzly, if it ain't Captain Midnight. Great Caesar, so I'm sure glad to hear his voice. All right, never mind that. Quick, which way did he go? Seems to me like he went up the hill. Hey, Slim, he went up the hill. I don't see nothing now. Gosh, Red, this is bad. If that fella gets back to shock, he may ruin all our plans. He couldn't get away very fast. Well, if you ask me, he's gone plenty farther this time. Well, there's no way of finding him tonight. We'd better get going ourselves. What? Jump in, you hold your back. What's that? Well, sure, that can be heard ten miles away. Help! Help! Quick, Slim's in trouble. Help! Hurry, everyone, this way. Come on. Hurry. Sounds like a bunch of wild animals at a circus. Yes. Great horn toe. Look at Slim. 
He seems to be down in the ground wrestling with something. Or else he's having another one of his nightmares again. Wake up, Slim. It's a wild animal. That's what it is. It's real. Quick! Get this thing off of me. Come on, give me a hand here, Pinky. Oh, look out. It's jumping this look way. Out, oh, God. Look at Slim. He's fighting with himself. That's what he means. Quick! Grab this thing. Why, you're crazier than a police film. There ain't nothing on you. The heck there ain't. Quick! Pull your flashlight on him, Chuck, quick. There. <laughs> Look at poor old Slim Shadowbox. Why, you think he's getting ready to fight Joe Lewis? Face of life. Look at Slim's face. Why, it's all cut up. Why, what in the carnation was it, Slim? Uh, seems to me that I seen something moving in the hole, and I stuck my hand in, and the next second I was a fighting with something. <laughs> I'll bet it was a wildcat. Well, whatever it was, it sure had sharp claws. Well, I guess our prisoner's gone now. Yes, and we've got to get out of here, too. If we stay around here, we'll have all of Shark's men to contend with. And as soon as that escaped pilot gets to some of his friends, he'll lead them back here. All right, now, listen, everyone. We're going to start on a hard march. Chuck and I will go first because we know the way. Mrs. Donovan, you and Patsy will follow immediately behind us. Sure, and we'll be right at your heels. Okay, Red. Fine. Pinky. You and Slim bring up the rear. We won't let no one get near us. You can bet on that. Yeah, you mean I won't. I'll never forget the time when Pinky was supposed to be guarding camp. All right, now. It wasn't like you was going to tell it was. Leastwise, I don't get into fights with myself. All right, come on now, you two. You can fight some other time. We've got a big job in our hands. Are you ready, Chuck? All set, Red. Come on now, here we go. And don't lose track of each other for even an instant. second while I look at my wristwatch. Huh. It's five minutes to three, Red. Almost three o'clock, eh? That means we've been on the trail well over two hours. It's been pretty tough for Ma, Red. Walking like this since midnight. And we've been going uphill most of the time. Right? I, I heard that, Chuck Ramsey. And I ain't a bit tired. I can keep on going a couple of hours more. Just the same, Mrs. Donovan. I think we're going to call a halt. Uh, this looks like a good sheltered spot. Mm, you bet it is. Oh, look, Chuck. There are some thick pine trees. Oh, it's sure. And it smells just like the hills near Black Gulch. Anything wrong, Red? No, Slim. We're going to stop for a rest, is all. It's a sore swell place, if you ask me. Look, under those pine trees, the needles are so thick. Yes, sir. Come on over this way, everyone. Get out your pocket knife, Chuck. Here it is. I'm going to cut off a couple of these pine branches for Mrs. Donovan to lie on. Come on, Slim. We'll get a couple, too. Oh, here's one, Red. I'll hold it down while you cut it off. That's the number. Half broken in two already. All right. I'll cut it off, hold it. Yeah, hold this one, Pinky. There. Oh, sure, that's plenty. If you give me any more, I think I'm back on the feather bed at home. Well, here's one more for good measure. Oh, hand me that one, Red, and I'll hey. put it with the others. All right, there you are. Oh, come on, Ma. All right, but it really ain't necessary at all. Ooh, I'm half asleep already. Uh, how long are we going to be here, Red? Well, I thought until just before daybreak. Well, that'll be about two hours. Yeah, less than that down in this country. I don't think anyone's been following us. Do you, Pinky? No, I don't think so. Slim and I have been pretty careful. And you didn't hear a thing, huh? Not a thing. No, we didn't. I guess it'll be all right to stay here for a while, don't you think, Red? Yes, I think so. Now then, we might as well divide up the next two hours. You mean for guard duty? That's what I mean. Well, how many do you want on guard at a time? Two, for safety's sake. All right. Suppose you and I take the first hour, Red, and Pinky and Slim can take the last one. That suits me. Of course, Pinky will go to sleep. Have you? (laughs) 
I don't think there's any danger of either one of you going to sleep. That is, if you can keep that argument up for another hour. Come on, you old curmudgeon, you. Oh, so I'm an old curmudgeon, am I? <laughs> well, now listen to me, you old good-for-nothing rascal. Oh, gee, they're sure a great pair, aren't they, Red? <laughs> yes, you bet they are. And if it hadn't been for their quick thinking, Patsy and Ma might not have gotten out of that shack alive. Well, come on, kid. Let's sit down against the trunk of this tree and relax. Okay. Ah, sure feels good to get off of one's feet. Hey, this night air is kind of cool. Do you think we ought to light a fire? Oh, no, Chuck, no. Can't tell who's prowling around. And anyway, we've only got two hours to wait. Yeah. Gee, Red, what's the matter? Oh, nothing, Chuck, nothing. I, I'm just thinking about Major Steele and Conley. They've either made it or they haven't. I thought about them several times while we were climbing up the trail. An awful lot depends on them, Red. Almost everything, Chuck. Between you and me and this tree, I have my doubts. As to whether they'll get there or not? Yes, Chuck. That gas, remember? Uh, I remember only too well. Do you remember how that engine overheated? I bet I do. And this time they've got to fly five or six hours. Yes, five or six hours. Well, kid, let's play their naked. Well, we've told the rest of them that Major Steele will be back here by noon yes, today. Yes, I know that. I didn't want to discourage them by telling the truth. What do we say if they're not back by noon? Well, we'll just say they've probably been delayed. Okay. And in that case, well... We'll have to face a tough situation. Okay, Red. We'll face it when it comes. Which won't be long, I can tell you that. And almost at the same instant, across the towering ridge to the east, a different scene is taking place. A smoking oil lamp casts a flickering glow on the interior of a hut. Behind a rude table sits the criminal, Ivan Sharp. Near him sits his daughter, Fury. And on guard before the barred door stands his servant, Fang. Listen as Fury says. I do not believe Von Griff is coming, Father. Nonsense, Fury. You mean to imply that Von Griff would disobey my command? Fang. Yes, Master? Did you send the message to Von Griff? Message it was sent, Master. Good. Then Von Griff will be here. If you were not so sure of yourself, Father... I would tell you something for your own good. Hmm. <laughs> Spoken just like a woman, Fury. But go ahead. What is this for my own good? Sometimes I do not believe that Van Griff is working entirely for you. Huh? And who else would he be working for? Do not forget. Van Griff owes his first allegiance to Russo. But he is working for me now. Huh. I wonder. Master? Yes, Fang? I hear footsteps outside, Master. Silence. If it is Von Griff, he will give the signal. Answer him, Fang. Now we will see. Open the door, Fang. Yes, Master. Ah, so it is you, Von Griff. Who is that with him? Who is that with you, Von Griff? One you will be glad to see. Bring him closer. Close the door, Fang. Yes, Master. Look, it's the new pilot, Zollinger. Hmm. So, it is Zollinger, yes, huh? Yes, Chief. He made his escape about three hours ago. Ah, this is excellent. Things are going our way at last. That crowd used him as a shield when they got out of that shack across the ridge. So they escaped, did they? I gave orders, Von Griffith. I followed your orders exactly. But the mother and daughter and those two old fogies they had with them all came out using our man Zollinger as a shield. 
The boys couldn't shoot at them without killing him. Where did they take Dollinger? They hid out in a cave up the side of a hill. Later on, about the middle of the night, they left him alone for a minute and he escaped. Have you sent men to the place to capture the Donovan? Yes, but they aren't there. Ah. I'll ask him a question myself. Now then, Zollinger, did you overhear your captors talking? Yes, he did. He's nodding his head. Did they say which way they were going? Nodding his head again. Which way were they going? Look, he's pointing to the west. That is in the opposite direction to Juan Ferreira's estate. Yes, that is strange but true. I wonder what this means. But never fear, my dear Fury. I shall soon find out. Well, this is strange indeed. Zollinger must have heard Captain Midnight plan to take refuge in Juan Ferreira's hunting lodge. But he has deliberately misled his chief, Ivan Shark, by telling him Captain Midnight's party is making their escape in the opposite direction. Have our friends found an ally in the opposite camp? Tune in tomorrow to Captain Midnight. And now, don't forget, before long, Captain Midnight will be ready to let me announce an amazing free present, a strange, fascinating, and mysterious gift for every full-fledged member of the new 1940 Flight Patrol. But meantime, the thing for you to do is to be sure your name is on the list of members. If it isn't, you'd better see your skelly man and join up tonight, because you'll need your official junior pilot's card and your spinning propeller medal of membership before you can get this new free present. You'll need them also to take part in the thrilling adventure that's ahead and to figure out the meaning of the mysterious secret password on the back of your spinning propeller medal, together with the strange code words on the back of your junior pilot's card. So don't let another day go by. Stop at your Skelly service station with mother or dad and join the new 1940 Flight Patrol tonight. And don't forget to tune in again tomorrow, same time, same station, for further transcribed adventures of Captain Midnight, brought to you by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. Why is one of Ivan Shark's men lying to his chief? What does this mean? And can Captain Midnight and Chuck rejoin Juan Parada? Be sure to listen tomorrow. Until then, this is Don Gordon, your skelly man, saying goodbye and happy landing! Oh.